WXDXFM. Pittsburgh. Muppets, you just made the list. Sorry. This segment brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Tim Ben's in for Mark Madden. All right, so here we are. We have crossed over the point of no return when it comes to the Steelers and the decision that they have to make about Antonio Brown. It has now gotten to the point where it's not just a social media thing with him. He's skipping out on team meetings. Stan Saverin said it. I believe it. Many of you, based on the poll that I put up earlier, believe it. Antonio Brown should be suspended for missing a team meeting. Why? Just because of that? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because I know he preaches about exceptionalism, but is he all that exceptional anymore? Should the guy who's only catching 54% of his targets be that exceptional? Should the guy who is creating this maelstrom of news every five minutes really be held as exceptional? The Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, they need they need to win desperately on Monday Night Football. And Antonio Brown could go a long way towards helping that. But at what point do you have to say enough? I say enough is now. Now, when for the third time he's had a temper tantrum on the sidelines, this doesn't involve a Gatorade cooler. This doesn't involve a backup quarterback. This involves your brand new offensive coordinator. So there's that. Then there's missing meetings. Then there's running out of the locker room where he doesn't have to answer for himself and makes everybody else do it when every other starter on the team stayed in the locker room and answered questions for reporters on Sunday. Enough. If you don't want to make it all about him missing the meeting, then make it about all that. Oh, and then, yeah, football gets involved on social media when you say, I want to be traded. You, again, have crossed the line from nebulous social media what to do to this affects the team. Maybe not to the degree of Martavis Bryant saying to Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not as good as me, I'm going to get mines. Juju ain't what I am, or whatever it was that Martavis said. No, it's not to that point, but it's still involving the team and suggesting that you don't want to be a part of it to make yourself bigger than the team to prove a point that you're a self-made person beyond your quarterback. So yeah, I would suspend Antonio Brown. How about you? 412-333-WXDX. And to those of you who say you can't suspend him because then you'll lose him, lose what? Like, what control do you have over him already? He's already pouting. He's already questioning the authority of the coaches. He's not showing up for team meetings. Next will be practices. Then what, late for a game? Lose control of what? There is no control to be had over him anymore because he's violated all of that. So I say, yes, suspend A.B. for the game against the Bucks, and then hit the reset button for the Ravens on Sunday Night Football the next week. Again, 412-333-9939. Now, as far as the social media stuff goes, you can listen to, take a listen to this interaction that I had with Mike Tomlin today at his press conference. Like, there was at least one time where social media decorum got in the way of football where you had to suspend Martavis for something that had to do with Yeah, it. but that was very different. That was player among player. That's player relations. I'm not getting into what happens in that gray atmosphere out there among people where there's very little accountability and things of that nature. I'm just, you know, that's just not my bag. Where I was going is, would it behoove you guys, like you said you want to do on an individual basis with Antonio, but would it behoove you or the team to have a more ironclad policy about it? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll let you 
make those judgments. Again, I've, I've expressed my position, what I intend to do, uh, our approach to it. Um, I've been pretty clear about it with you guys, I think. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, I've been given several opportunities to be. And uh, so we'll address it and we'll move on from it. Oh, good. I get to make the judgment. Then my judgment is, yes, you should put a policy in place. You know, and if the players' union gets involved, then let the players' union get involved. The league has to get involved. Let the league get involved. Or like I said before, when Stan was on, maybe if some of the other players are ticked off by all the distractions and all the constant circus-like atmosphere around that locker room, maybe they should do something about it and take control themselves. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Ben, I'm talking to you. Pouncey, Gilbert, DeCastro, Cam Hayward, who we'll hear from a little bit later on. Then you guys do it. Tell each other to not be on social media to create all this news all the time. And what about trading them? Eh, no. I don't think you trade them. Not yet. And if you do trade them, boy, I don't know if Steelers fans are ready for a rebuild. Like, starting next year with no Le'Veon Bell, no Antonio Brown, maybe no Hayden if his health doesn't turn around, still no replacement for Ryan Shazier. You trade Antonio Brown, you're opening yourself up. This is a rebuild. This is then a rebuild in hopes you can put something together in time for Mason Rudolph to take over for Ben Roethlisberger. Want to know what a rebuild is like? You've never really seen one in Pittsburgh. You haven't. They've kind of just segued. They've evolved. They've merged from one era to the other. Want to know what a rebuild is? Look across the parking lot. One's been going on there since roughly 1993. Let's go to Jason, who's calling from his car. Hi, Jason. You're on 105.9 The X. Hey, Tim. Uh, yeah, you know, I have to say, you, you have to try to suspend this guy or do something to get him in line. Uh, you, whether you've lost him for the season, regardless, you're going to lose the entire roster, and guys aren't going to put out and try to play their best at this point. Hey, by the you way, the- yeah, I hear you, Jason. Thank you. And you know what? A lot of people are saying part of the reason why, and I'm not of this group, but a lot of people are saying part of the reason why you could trade A.B., oh, you got Juju. Who do you think Juju's watching? And Juju, trust me, is much further along that path than A.B. ever was by year two of his career. Trust me on that one. Christian calling from the car. Hi, Christian. You're on 105.9 The X. Hey, Tim. Uh, Mark made a, a uh, what I thought was an excellent point yesterday um, when he said that the Steelers need to remind Antonio that he's a employee and that he can't just act the way he's been acting, um, and they should sit him down to make an example of him, that he shouldn't be, he's not in charge. He Christian, thanks. Thank you for that. I'm going to take it one step further. Not only should they do that for Antonio Brown to remind him that he's an employee, they should remind all their other employees that they are employees, so sit down the most important employee. Vince from Brookline, you're on the X. Hey, Tim. I, I just want to say... As a as a vet, you know this 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 irritates me. You know, just suspend them and send a message to the team. What does being a vet have to do with it? I don't understand. You it, sp- has, it, 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 it has nothing to do with it. But I, from what I came from, the discipline that I had, you know, it just irritates me that the, the, the discipline that Antonio Brown, the discipline that the sports entertainment is throwing at its public is unsettling appreciate it vince i don't know what the veteran connection has to do with it and apparently he did neither does he but you don't have to be a vet to be upset about the lack of discipline that we're seeing right now with the pittsburgh steelers um rich is calling from the car 
Rich, you're on 105.9 The X. Um, my whole point is get rid of Tomlin. I think Tomlin's the root cause of the whole thing. Okay, going to tell me that they should bring back Cower? No, I just replace Tomlin. I mean, I'm not going to find the coach for him. I can't do that, but Tomlin's the big issue. I've been calling for Tomlin's head for seven years. And, and, okay, and hold, on, hold on for a second right. right there, because right now, if you want to tell me that they have to start thinking about replacing Mike Tomlin, that's going to be a conversation that's going to come into play if they miss the playoffs this year, yes. But when you say that I've been calling for them to replace Tomlin for seven years, you know his record and the amount of times he's gotten to the playoffs has proven that wrong, right? No, you're wrong. He oh, hasn't I'm hit wrong. the Super Bowl. Okay, so how often do you find three three coaches successively in a row with franchises that make the Super Bowl? How many other teams no, have done that? No doubt that says a lot. But yes, I'd it does. Say, and you know what else it says? It says, I'm right. Thank you for the call. Oh. <laughs> That's what it says. He's not a bad hire. You can't tell me that he was a bad hire. You can't win a Super Bowl, go to another Super Bowl, and then say he was a bad hire. You can, And that's where the criticism of Tomlin goes off the rails. You can't just contain it to one thing. You can't just you can't just say that Mike Tomlin uh, isn't doing a great job with discipline. you got to tell me that Cowher would have done it better. Wrong. You can't just say that Mike Tomlin isn't doing a great job with his team. you got to say he was never a good coach in the first place. Again, wrong. Mark Madden next. Most importantly, we'll talk about the cat in Liverpool and maybe AB. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Um, what do you think about the new... I can't remember what I called, sorry. Really awesome call. The X at 105.9. This segment brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Tim Benz here with you in for Mark Madden. Joining me right now is Mark Madden on the phone, the host of this program, a Liverpool fan and the proud owner of a new cat. Mark, how did the cat enjoy watching you watch Liverpool on its first day in its new home? Tim, the cat uh, arrived at the house with me at about 1.30. I haven't seen her since. <laughs> she ran upstairs. I don't know where she is, but... Uh, <laughs> Everyone should keep in mind, I do have all the food. That's right. She has to come out eventually. You can feed her, and then she can disappear before the next Liverpool game. Not some of the food, Tim. All of the food. Uh, Now, what I understand, the Liverpool game was pretty extraordinary. What what happened there? They they actually... Uh, Yeah, they played Paris Saint-Germain, who, you know, is among the favorites to do well in the Champions League. Liverpool got up 2-0. Next thing you know, it's 2-2. But uh, Bobby Firmino uh, scored in injury time, so a 3-2 win, and I'm... Very happy about that. Tim, unlike a local football team, all their guys showed up for work. What do you make of this? Should they suspend him? Because I think they should. Tim, if they don't suspend Antonio Brown for a game, moving forward, he runs the team. He's in charge. Not Tomlin, not Rooney. The guy at the top of the Steelers' food chain is Antonio Brown. It would do the Steelers a a big disservice credibility-wise if, if if he comes in tomorrow, practices, and plays Monday night like nothing happened. But I guarantee that will be what transpires, Tim. Uh, as I tweeted just moments ago, they're going to come up with some BS excuse as to why his absence was legitimate and just gloss over it and move forward. And uh, I wrote a column for the trip tomorrow about just what an awful situation this is uh, about how Dan Rooney's not his father. He's a good man and a decent owner, but he doesn't have the cachet, the control, or the credibility that uh, the late Dan Rooney had. Mike Tomlin thinks stuff like this is beneath him. He doesn't even enjoy discussing it. 
which is why it's run away from him. It's why he's lost control of it. And I said uh, a few years ago, when Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown became uh, the center of the team, along with Ben Roethlisberger, I said this team had no chance to win because you don't win with guys like that. It's just gotten worse and worse. And now here we are. Tim, it's terrible, and it's embarrassing to the city and to the team's fans. Mark, to your point, I almost feel like Rosenhaus, the agent for Antonio Brown, is working with the team to orchestrate the quiet excuse. Uh, anything that happens after this won't surprise me. The Steelers aren't interested in credibility. They're just interested in, and I don't know why, but they're interested in just making sure Antonio Brown gets on the field Monday night to be their second or third best receiver if his performance against Kansas City was any uh, indication where his head and career are at right now. And by the way, Tim, Matt Williamson had a real good point uh, about Antonio Brown's subpar performance against Kansas City when he was on the show yesterday. He said Antonio's problem is very simple, not getting open. Well, that's what I said, too. Uh, we talked about this during our podcast on Trib Live, Mark. That, or, that's you, right, we did. He's just not getting open. There's no separation there. There's a reason why he's only catching 54% of his targets right now, and it's not all just about Ben Roethlisberger not being as accurate as he normally well, is. Well, Tim, we're under contractual obligation to blame him. <laughs> <laughs> gotta blame Ben. The city blames Ben. I, I, I got a tweet the other day that blamed Ben because the defense sucks. Somebody tweeted, uh, Ben got the offensive coordinator fired. They should have fired the defensive coordinator. Ergo, it's Ben's fault the defense sucks. Well, I got a tweet saying that none of this would have happened if Cowher was here. I think some of it wouldn't have happened if Cowher was here. What? Because I, I don't think that they were very disciplined under Cowher either. Yeah, but... but no player would have pulled a stunt like this, Tim. Are you sure about that? Because no, I'm not. <laughs> but but, but I, I think the chances would have been less with Cowher. Mark Madden here. Uh, normally, of course, Mark here three until six. Tim Ben's in today for Mark. Just to the Tampa point of view, Mark, and I, I do think it plays into it that Tampa is playing as well as Tampa is. I think that's a factor. I think their 0-1-1 start is a factor here. I think if they start 2-0 and he still does what he does for whatever reason, hypothetically, maybe they feel more comfortable sitting him, but because they're so desperate, they don't. Yeah, but they need their team back and they need their dignity back more than they need to be Tampa Bay. Tim, they're going nowhere this season. See, I start not, to not, think not, that way, not, too, not yes. Not the way this is now. They're going nowhere. I think they're in real trouble. I think Tampa Bay's going to beat them regardless of whether or not A.B. plays. So, to your point, then, why not sit them? And they think that talent trumps all. Well, it ain't for eight years. They've won three playoff games in eight years with a whole lot of talent. A star-studded cast. It just And, and, and here's a weird uh, sidebar. Almost any other team, Mike Tom would be under real danger of getting fired. I'm not saying he should get fired, but there would be heat. And the heat from that possibility might cause him to do a better job. The way Tomlin runs the team with such a loose hand is part and parcel because he has absolute job security. So he can do as he pleases. And this is what he pleases. I think he's trying to please himself to a degree because he wants to make sure that you know, by disciplining Le'Veon Bell at times or Antonio Brown at times or any of these guys, Martavis, until he absolutely had to, that makes his job harder, harder to communicate and deal with these guys. Tim, and, I think we're over-crediting him for overthinking this. He's just a fool. He used to be a good coach with a modicum of focus and discipline. 
He's lost that. Now he's just a fool because he doesn't have the coaching acumen, the organizational acumen, the X's and O's acumen to make up for all this gone bad. Before it went bad, he had sufficient, but now he doesn't. What about the other players in the locker room? Does it fall to them then to get to their other teammates and say, look, we're not going to have a social media policy here because we can't, but we're not doing this anymore because it's disrupting what this team can be. Tim, let me be real clear, and this is about two guys among others, two guys I really like and respect, okay? But as I wrote my trip column for tomorrow, their veteran leaders may be veterans, they're not leaders. Where's Cam Hayward? Where's Ben Roethlisberger? Why aren't they putting a stop to this? As I said on yesterday's show, either Tomlin or one of those two guys should be about six inches away from A.B.'s face saying, this stops now. Get a grip. And if A.B. walks, he walks. Because anything would be better than this, perpetuating and in fact, Tim, you know it will get worse. If Antonio Brown plays Monday night, this will get worse. Antonio will apologize and put on a happy face and make nice and then after a couple of weeks, it'll wear off. And, Tim, one thing we got to get out there. People like to say, well, Antonio's just a real competitor. He just wants the ball. He just wants to win. He does want the ball. He doesn't want to win. He's not a competitor. He's a jerk. Whenever somebody tells you what they are, believe them. Antonio Braun is a jerk. Mark, when you talked about it, and I think you're right here, when you say that – you. Know, I don't think they can lose Antonio Brown any more than what they are what they have already. He's gone. Like he's he's off the reservation at this point. So just like Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell may be back. He may put on that uniform again, but he's long since checked out. Right. So like if you say it's going to get worse if they let him play on Monday night, I think you're right, and I don't think it can. If they let if they don't suspend him at this point, look. Uh, he's going to not only run the team, and if they do suspend him, then what's he going to do, shut down even further? He can't shut down any further. He can't pull himself away any further. He's his own guy. He's he's his own team right now anyway. Tim, he's more worried about the Pizza Hut logo than the Steelers logo. How about playing against Tampa and then being 0-2-1 to start? Because I think that's going to happen. Forgetting Brown here for a second, just the team top to bottom. Oh, Tim, I just saw this. Drew Rosen, I said Antonio had a personal matter. Yeah. Flat-out lie. No, I don't believe it either. Flat-out lie. And if he did have a personal matter, why didn't he tell them? Right, and why didn't Tomlin tell everybody else then to try to tamp this down like he did everything else during that press conference? Tim, I say again, I emphasize, when someone tells you what they are, believe them. Antonio Brown is a jerk. He's a, he's a piece of trash. He's the last guy you'd want on your football team, except for his talent. Mark, let's get to the Penguins preseason game one tonight. What are your big takeaways from camp before the preseason games begin? Boy, I, I hate uh, – I like hockey preseason camp because it's hockey. But uh, I'm not sure there's too many mysteries that need to be solved. I just want to see who's going to play together. I think it's kind of cute that Matt Cullen tried to cripple Geno. I never <laughs> saw that coming. But Cullen showed up to play. Dad is serious this year. Uh, Tim, I think it just comes down to who's going to play right wing with Sid. Because I think everything either fits together from there or doesn't. I think if it's Dominic Simone – Things don't fit together, you know, easily. Not that they can't fit together well. The key word there is easily. Uh, even if it's Daniel Sprong, I don't think that things fit together easily. I think Hornquist is the guy I'd put there. I don't think it'll be that way to start the season. If it were me, I'd play Sprong there for a couple weeks or three weeks and see how he does. What about the defense pairings? Is that of intrigue to you at all? Were they implement Jack Johnson? Not really. Uh, 
obviously the options are uh, you play Johnson with Oleksiak in a bottom pair, with Mata and Schultz as your two pair, and you have like kind of a real top four. Or you put Mata with Oleksiak and Johnson with Schultz to try to bottom out the bottom four. Either way doesn't really bother me. I feel kind of disappointed for Ollie because I think he is probably their third best defenseman behind uh, Dumo and Latang. But uh, because he can play with anybody and because he's so fundamentally sound, he often partners with, I don't want to say weak link because that's insulting to Oleksiak and he deserves better, but, but his ice shrinks if he plays in that pair. And that's, that's not what I would do, but I can see why they would do it. Is it time to give Jari the backup goalie job full-time? Well, here's what it's time to do. I don't want to hear this nonsense about, well, you know, Tristan's a young guy, and if we put him in Wilkes, he'll develop. What are you developing him for? He's one month, he's like one year younger than Murray. They should just keep whoever the best goalie is for the number two. And, and here's where that's a tough choice. I actually think right now Casey DeSmith might be the better goalie, but Jari's 6'2". The Smith says he's six foot. He's more like five ten. I wouldn't know anything about that, Tim. Those short goalies. Well, you don't play goal, and there's a reason <laughs> for that. Uh, every once in a while, with those short goalies, they're playing good, playing good, playing good, and then somebody sells a frisbee over their collarbone. Uh, before we go, Mark, I happened to see this earlier in the week. I meant to ask you about this in our podcast, but uh, how well do you remember watching the Canada Cup, and did you see the anniversary of Mario's overtime goal in Game Two all over the internet the other day? Don't you know, Tim? That's when Gretzky and Messier taught Mario how to win. <laughs> he never would have won except they showed him how to win. <laughs> Thank heavens those two great players showed Mario how to win. And Come apparently, <laughs> Tim, they forgot how to win after that. Because especially Messier, that bitch didn't make the playoffs his last seven years. But you, you have to take some sort of individual happiness for how Mario played there, right? I mean, like excluding, I get your point. Like that's the narrative that, that, that Canada wants us to take away from it. But boy, was he phenomenal in that series. Uh, he was the best player in the world right then and there and maintained that uh, distinction, whether anybody wanted to admit it or not, for quite some time. Mark, good luck finding the cat. Oh, she got to find me, Tim. It's, it, it, she hasn't eaten since this morning. It's almost supper time. Mark, yeah, and, and Tim, I got to tell you, this A-B thing, Yeah. worse before it gets better. Oh, no doubt. And, and you know why? He doesn't think he's doing anything wrong, and no one will tell him. Hashtag exceptionalism. What he needs is Gretzky and Messier to show him how to win. Mark Madden, 3 until 6, Monday through Friday, here on The X, brought to us by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Mark mentioned Cam Hayward. We mentioned social media. What did he have to say about the Bud Dupree incident and more? He talked about it on the DVE morning show. Uh, you can hear from him when we come back. You can also call in and give your comments. Mark wants him sus wants AB suspended. I want AB suspended. Stan Saverin said suspend AB. What do you think? 412-333-9939. This is 105.9 The X. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, Mark. What is up, buddy? Hi, buddy. Hey, Mr. Madden. How you doing? Without, what if they wore assless chaps? Would that help at all? If they what? The X at 105.9. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar, the best seafood and chop house located in the Strip. Home of the Super Genius Burger. Tim Benz in for the Super Genius Mark Madden. We gave you the story earlier in the program about 
Sesame Street and the Sesame Street writer who said that Bert and Ernie, after years of rumors, are in fact gay. Uh, and then the Children's Television Workshop, now the Sesame Workshop, came out and said, that's not true. They're not really gay because they're not really human. They're puppets. So they have no, they have male characteristics, but you can't really call them gay because they just have characteristics. They're puppets, not people. In sharp contrast, I give you this story. Sesame Street characters such as Big Bird, Oscar, and Elmo are not being pulled off of Pampers diapers, despite rumors to the contrary that the images would be removed because the design of the diapers had become too masculine. This is a story in 2018. Now, much like I think Drew Rosenhaus works for Pampers, because apparently this story got out and they're saying that you might have noticed on Pampers, they're getting away from the Sesame Street characters and they're putting like little designs and logos and colorful images on there, but not Sesame Street characters. And they're insisting that it's got nothing to do with this controversy. Now, they're just just moving away from them. No, it's because of this. It, it's this is Drew Rosenhaus stuff here. It's because they got one email and because everybody has a voice these days, we've got to listen to our consumers. To that point, let's go to the phones. Eric and Carrick, you're on 105.9 The X. Uh, well, I didn't call to talk about Sesame Street, and I don't know whether Bird and Ernie are gay or not. I don't really care, but I think it is true that they spend most of their time with a man's hand up their backside. So uh, getting on to the football thing, though, if the question was... Well, you said would... that like it was a bad thing, but go ahead. <laughs> uh if I knew, if it was guaranteed that suspending Antonio Brown would cost the Steelers the game, I would still do it because the team, it is impossible for them to go anywhere this year in the disarray that they're in. Something major has to happen. You look at last year, Bill Belichick suspended that guy. It might have cost him the Super Bowl, but no one will ever question who runs that team in New England. Yeah, but I would I would have sacrificed the questions over that. There wouldn't have been questions anyway because he's been doing it so long, so successfully. Thanks, Eric. He's been doing it so long, so successfully that there wouldn't have been questions anyway. And I think you make that <laughs> kind of like Lev Bell with the AFC Championship game. I wouldn't be saying the same thing if it was AB before the AFC Championship game. Just like I wouldn't have if I'd known about Lev Bell at the time. But to your earlier point, it's week three in a season that may go nowhere against an NFC opponent anyway. And then you've got to deal with the rest of the season if you don't suspend him. There would have been a difference between Malcolm Butler in week three in the Super Bowl as well. Joe calling from his car. Hi, Joe. You're on 105.9 The X. Hey, hey, Tim. How you doing? Good. Hey, question for you. You know, as a young kid playing sports, all of us out there playing, you were always taught you play for the name on the front, not the name on the back. What's going on with these athletes today? With all this stuff about, it's all about money, it's about the show. Well, you know, it's, it's a team sport. It should be shown as a team sport. You participate as a team sport, not a me-me sport. If they want to be a me-me player, tell them to go play golf. Joe, thank you. That's the most get-off-my-lawn-yell-at-cloud old-man sports talk radio phone call of all time, and unfortunately, it's 100% pertinent at this point because that's what was taking place. Antonio Brown's height of his temper tantrum came after somebody else caught a touchdown pass to get the team closer. There you go. You know, I, I, I hate to just drill it down to something that old cliche as we just heard, but 
there's some validity to it, and Brown is sort of proving why that argument exists. Hey, do we have the quick clip from Cam Hayward on Bud Dupree? Let's let's hear that real. This is Cam Hayward from DVE on Bud Dupree tweeting back at the fan who was giving him a hard time about not playing well against KC. You know, use it as a guy to, you know, build your brand, um, you know, and be a good citizen. Um, I, I know we've made some bonehead mistakes. I'm not covering those up. Um, you know, if, if, it has, if it hadn't been this week, it's happened in the past. Um, and, you know, we just have to be cognizant of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about a little bit about it and just said that, you know, you can't control what someone else says to you. Um, you know, not everybody's a Steelers fan, whether you like it or not. And, uh, you know, we can sit up here and say that everybody in the stands is a Steelers fan, but there's so many more people watching. You know, and we have to be we have to be bigger than that. You know, and you know, but but related to him, but 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 so you know, dumb about even tweeting that because he knew one once the guy got in his hands, he was going to run with it. <laughs> I actually bet you he was a Steeler fan who was frustrated that Bud had as many penalties as he did tackles. To be honest, Rob is calling from Beaver County. Hi, Rob. Rob, you there? Tim, how are you? Good. We have other issues to worry about. I think we need to get a draft someone to actually cover a huge tight end and someone to replace Shazier. You think we have to get a what? A huge, a person that could cover a tight end. Like a big linebacker that can actually run and cover? How about a, how about a DB back that could do it? Oh, sure, that'd be fine. Yeah, get the safety that everybody says. Like It's got to be Terrell Edmonds. The problem is Terrell Edmonds just isn't ready to do it. That's the well, biggest Terrell problem. Is, I think he's still a little too small. Uh, no, he's not. He's, he's big enough to do that job. He's big enough and strong enough. He's just, he's not good enough to do it yet. Appreciate it. All right. Um, we got to go, right? Okay. So when we come back tomorrow, Mark will be on at three o'clock. I can do one more. I'll do one more. Let's go to Tom in Virginia. I'll get the last one in. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Is this Tim and Bob? Uh, it is Tim and Bob. It's actually Bert and Ernie, but go ahead. Well, uh, that's a good point. Uh, just real quick. I know you're trying to leave. As far as A.B., yes, I do think he, he should be suspended. Now, people are wondering, what if his behavior gets worse? If his behavior even goes further south, make him room with Bert and Ernie for the weekend. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not going to question anything about A.B. on his own time except his social media use. Whatever he does and whatever he, wherever he puts his hands, whether it's up puppets or not, hey, that's up to him. A lot of times when he's not been on Instagram, when he's not been on Twitter, That's what he's gotten himself to eventually be on Instagram and Twitter again. Like with the Instagram models. And something tells me that's at the root of this uh, personal problem that kept them away from practice. Excuse me. Team meetings yesterday. All right. Mark is back tomorrow, assuming he finds the cat. If he can't find the cat and the cat goes hungry, I'll be back at three. Um, Unless Liverpool, they don't do like double headers or back to back in the EPL, do they? All right. So Mark is back tomorrow. They'll have plenty more. And. The locker room is open. So Lord knows what's going to happen between now and 3 o'clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We'll also have a Penguin game to talk about, their first preseason game. No Connor Sherry tonight, by the way, as uh, the Sabres play the Penguins tonight at 7 o'clock. Be listening here on 105.9 The X.